Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemont Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Happy New Year to everyone out there listening to the show. Continue to listen to the show this year. I appreciate all the support and and, and and listeners each and every week. And I'm excited to be back here for 2019. Has my have my super producer back with me as well. A Rod is joining me throughout the show. He's going to chime in and give him his thoughts, not just on the Seattle Seahawks, but other games that played in Week 17. And speaking of Week 17, it was an awesome week. A lot of teams really didn't have too much to play for because they didn't have playoff hopes. But there were some teams out there playing for playoff hopes, and it came down to the wire. One team in particular, the team I constantly talk about each and every week on the show, will be the Houston Texans. They clinched the AFC South Division. I want to say they're third out of four years or three out of four years. Anyway, they're AFC South champs, uh, finished up the regular season 11-5, and five. Six and two at home, and they played host to the Jacksonville Jaguars last Sunday, and pretty much dominated that game twenty to three. Uh, Jacksonville, oh man, they really didn't show up at all. Didn't put only put up three points in the first quarter, and that was pretty much it offensively. Uh, Blake Bortles finished with one hundred and seven yards, zero throwing touchdowns, one interception, and he was sacked three times. I want to say. That's probably the last time we see Blake Bortles in the Jacksonville Jaguars uniform as a quarterback going forward. I don't think he will be back going into next season. You never know, but my gut is telling me that's probably the last time we see him in a Jacksonville Jaguars uniform. Uh, Going to the opposite side of the field, Deshaun Watson was outstanding. He was excellent. The second-year quarterback for the Houston Texans, the dual-threat quarterback as well, threw for 234 yards and he rushed for 66 yards with one rushing touchdown. The Texans really needed that game to kind of seal their fate in the AFC South as well as continue to build their confidence as they prepare to play uh, the Indianapolis Colts in the wild card game on this Saturday afternoon. So kind of recapping the game, the Texans just dominated offensively, uh, you know, from the beginning. Uh, they got off to a steady start. It wasn't slow, but it was steady. But they picked things up, producing 14 points in the second quarter, and it was led by their dual-threat quarterback, Deshaun Watson. He did an excellent job by extending plays with his legs. But also on the running plays, I saw a lot of option-style option type of running plays called by Bill O'Brien, the head coach, and put uh, Deshaun Watson in some space where he can be athletic and he was able to get away from defenders and get into the end zone. Uh, That's why he had that one rushing touchdown. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Finished up with 12 receptions for 147 yards, no touchdowns. But he was targeted 16 times, and he's the all-pro receiver for the Texans. And he's Mr. Consistent as well. He's been doing that all this season for the Houston Texans. And he's been selected to the Pro Bowl, which, you know, I'm pretty sure if he makes it all the way to the Super Bowl, he's not going to be able to play in the Pro Bowl. But he's a Pro Bowl selection this season. Uh, A lot was riding on his shoulders. They, They brought in... Demarius Thomas, he tore his ACL last week, and now he's out, or week before last, he's out 
for the remaining of the season. So DeAndre Hopkins going into the playoffs this Sunday, know that he's going to go against a double-team matchup against a very pesky uh, Indianapolis Colts defense secondary that knows the Texans pretty well. This is kind of like round three between the Texans and the Colts. So kind of going over some more highlights from Sunday's game. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, what can I say? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to find some kind of bright spot. It was really not that, I, you know, you can pretty, pretty much highlight uh, for the, the Jaguars as far as receivers and also running. I mean, Blake Blake Borders with their leading rusher with 15 yards. Um, but, you know, the Texans' leading rusher was their quarterback. Lamar Miller, uh, he had one rushing touchdown. He had 17 carries for 56 yards, and Miller did his thing in and out between tackles. I liked how he, he the longest run he had was like for 14 yards, but he kept the ball moving forward, and he did an excellent job by keeping balance offensively for the Texans. Uh, Alfred Blue contributed as well uh, on Sunday. Not as much, but he contributed as much. I mean, as, as well as you can get coming off the bench for the Houston Texans as a running back position. Defensively, the Texans continue to force turnovers. Uh, DeAndre uh, Carter, he uh, forced a fumble. Uh, oh, no, no, DeAndre Carter, he fumbled, excuse me. But Zach Cunningham, the second-year linebacker out of Vanderbilt, he recovered a fumble. So that was actually on special teams. So speaking of special teams, right, so special teams was huge uh, on Sunday, this past Sunday for the Texans. Uh, they were able to recover uh, Muff, I guess, uh, drop, punt. And from there, that put them in excellent field position to get their first touchdown. Their special teams also was able to force some turnovers, even though one or two got called back due to a review call. But outside of that, they were playing excellent, had excellent field position. They was able to get down the field and stop Jacksonville and they tracked. So, uh, defensively, you know, I talked about Zach Cunningham. He has some injuries this season. He played outstanding uh, the last couple of days, last couple of games, and he also was able to recover that fumble. Finish up with six total tackles, five solos. J.J. Watt, Mr. Future Hall of Famer for the Texans, uh, had a tackle for loss, one-and-a-half tackles for loss, one-and-a-half sack, uh, two quarterback hits, uh, and the list goes on and on. J.J. is the man. J.J. did his thing on Sunday afternoon in front of the home fans, uh, bringing in that victory. Kareem Jackson, that moved from cornerback to safety, he did a solid job. And uh, Whitney Merciless, he did his thing. So there's a lot of guys that kind of just flew around. Davion Clowney, he had him a sack. Uh, I mean, excuse me, a tackle for loss. So he was able to bring pressure. So that front seven, that front seven is going to need to control and still bring that same energy uh, that they brought against the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. They're going to be successful against uh, Andrew Luck. And that's, that, that red-high Colts team. Colts has all of a sudden picked up that motivation and that confidence the last six to seven weeks under Andrew Luck, which could be the comeback player of the year, in my opinion, and, and find a way to get into the playoffs. Um, they know each other very well, no doubt about that. Uh T.Y. Hilton, I mean, he comes to Houston and he show up and show out every time he gets here and play in the NRG Stadium. So it's interesting to see how that's going to play out. Uh, I really haven't wrapped my mind around my predictions right now, uh, but I will have a predict. I will have a prediction by the end of the show. I tell you that much. Um, but right now, I'm just 
I'm on the fence. Uh, I, I see some weaknesses in the Texans' uh, offense, also in the play calling. Uh, defensively, the back end has me a little nervous, especially with T.Y. Hilton coming into town. Uh, Andrew Luck is a very tough, smart uh, quarterback. Is patient in the pocket, but he also can run if he has to. So, uh, you know, it's just not playing Blake Bortles, <laughs> and or they're not playing um, a mediocre quarterback. So Andrew Luck is the guy that's going to come in, and he's going to bring all he has to the table, and it's going to see how it falls out and plays out for for the Indianapolis Colts on the road against the Houston Texans in the wild card game on Sunday afternoon. Let's see here. Shout out to Andre Hall. Forget that interception. Let's see. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's nothing else I really can harp on about the game. I uh, just want to congratulate the Houston Texans for being able to win their AFC South title. Also, clinch the spot in the playoffs, which they already had, and get some home field advantage their first game at home. Uh, and, and just kind of, they've been through a lot this season uh, with their owner, Bob McNair, passing away midseason, uh, and also just going through a lot of ups and downs. Texas started off, remember, they started off 0 3 in the beginning of the season. <laughs> and everybody was panicking and freaking out. And now, including myself, I. I, I didn't anticipate them getting out to a 0-3 start, but now, you know, they're 11-5, 6-2 at home, playing the playoffs on Saturday afternoon, and uh, I think they should be able to be competitive against the Indianapolis Colts. Well, let's see here. Uh, the Colts here, they had a, their game Sunday night. They played the Tennessee Titans. And they had to play pretty much whoever won that game got into the playoffs. The Colts ended up winning 37, I mean 33 to 17. Talked about Andrew Luck. A few highlights and stats from this game before we take our first break. Andrew Luck was 285 yards, passing three throwing touchdowns. And he had that one interception. But the fact that he was able to throw 35 times and throw three touchdowns on the road in Tennessee was phenomenal. Uh, for Mr. Luck, uh, again, T.J. T.Y. Hilton is his main target. He was targeted six times. Didn't have a touchdown last week, but he was able to spread the ball around. Andrew Luck did an excellent job on his tight ends. Eric Ebram, Ebro, Eric Ebro was one of the guys he targeted six times. He had a receiving touchdown. Uh, Iman had Iman had a touchdown as well. And who else was the other receiver? Let's see here. Hewitt, Ryan Hewitt was the other receiver. I got that other third touchdown. So, again, what scares me about the game on Saturday against the Texans is that the Texans secondary has been slacking off the last couple of weeks, and they're going against a very consistent and red-hot quarterback in Andrew Luck on Saturday afternoon. All right, I hear the music playing in my ears, and that means it's time for us to take the first break. So let's go ahead and break when I come back. I'm going to continue to go around the NFL and break down some games from last week of Week 17. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's 2019 and the revolution is kicking off the new year with legendary outdoorsman Michael Waddell, co-host of the all-new original series Booger Bottom USA on Outdoor Channel. They'll dive into vital conservation efforts, proper firearm safety, subsistence hunting, and why it's essential to stick to our American outdoor roots. Jim and Trav's hunting celebration discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas on this rainy Wednesday night. Happy New Year to everyone out there listening to the show. I'm excited to be back for a brand new season, brand new year, new expectations, new goals. So I talked about the Texans' win over the Jacksonville Jaguars 20-3 this past Sunday, um, Week 17, and as they prepare to play the Indianapolis Colts, on Saturday in the wild card, the first wild card game, Saturday afternoon. So now I want to talk a little Seattle Seahawks. I know A-Rod is excited about that. Uh, Seattle is his team. A-Rod is my super producer. So the Cardinals played the Seattle Seahawks last Sunday. Uh, pretty much it's kind of was like a farewell. Fail, well, how can I say that? It was kind of like the goodbye game or uh, farewell Okay, I guess I can say it that way. Uh, game for uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I want to say maybe he might hang it up or he might come back. I don't know. But it felt like that going into that week, 17. Seattle was able to pull it off at home, beating the Cardinals 27-24. So, A-Rod, I'm going to get you to chime in. All right, so a lot I want to talk about here. First of all, give me your uh, your thoughts on this game, you guys beating the Cardinals 27-24. Oh, I'm not really surprised. I already, I already kind of saw it coming. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people did. I was surprised though how they they handled it while they were playing. How they kind of gave them a tough game. You know, it's just like my biggest my biggest issue was well, where was it all this when it's our last game? But how come you guys couldn't give it your good season like the way you guys played? 
They played good to where they held us back 25 to 27, but you know, like it's like where where's that energy been, Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> well, the last game, everybody knew they was going on vacation after that. You know, everybody's either going to Bahamas or already, somewhere I knew, hot. I knew my Seahawks would win, but I, th I, I wanted it to be more of a blowout. But no, it ended up being like, oh, well, the Cardinals are actually trying now. <laughs> staying, with the Car staying with the Cardinals, uh, they fired their coach this week. Are you surprised that, or this past Monday, are you surprised that they fired their coach after, after his first season? No, I'm not. Not at all. I mean, just because of the, the performance he put on and, and what the Cardinals were last year compared to this year. It, it it just it wasn't going good for them, and I, and I definitely wasn't surprised about that. Yeah, it was a big drop off. It was a big drop off. A rod for them to go from what they did last year to three and thirteen. It's hard to swallow that. And the Glazers family is not. No, the Glazers family sorry is in Tampa, but uh, Arizona fans would have been hard to kind of have faith in that coach going back into the next season after. This season was oh, horrible. Like, this season was like them playing in high school. It's like it, well, they weren't even an actual like professional team. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's that's crazy. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, you think he, he's done? He's gonna hang up his cleats, or you think he's gonna come out for another year? I think he should, especially at where he's at right now. I, I think he he really should just just call it done and hang it up and get, get that retirement check. Just sit back, relax, and be with the family. He's done enough already, you know. But, hey, if he does come back, I hope he comes back. And hopefully the universe will be already. Yeah, I, I can see him coming back. And if he doesn't come back, I can see him doing something like commentating or something. There, finally. He's in a, he'll, he's he'll in do a very something. good position. He's in a very good position. Either way, it, it'll be good for him. Whether he stays or not, either way, he's not really hurting himself or losing anything. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out, if he's going to come back next year or not. Um, he's a guy that's been, you know, throughout his career has been Mr. He's been the face of that organization for the last couple of years. I remember Kurt Warner came in, kind of stole a little bit of the spotlight, but after that, it's all it's been all Larry Fitzgerald ever since I can remember, the, at least the last 10 years, you know? Yeah. Well, 15 years. Fitzgerald's the, you know, the face of the program, but not the man running it, unfortunately. But, you know, hey... We all know that 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 Larry Fitzgerald put a lot a lot of effort into the Cardinals, and for him to go yeah. where is that yeah, it, it's respectable. We know he's a Hall of Fame player without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a Hall of Fame player. Um, going to the other side of the field, your team, Seattle, they're going. To, well, Russell Westbrook, not Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson. Sorry, <laughs> Russell Wilson. He did a phenomenal job, kind of rallying the troops and. Without a lot of big name players, y'all lost uh, Sherman on defense. You didn't have uh, Beast Mode. You didn't have Cam Chancellor, but you had Russell Wilson. I mean, just talk about his ability to be so consistent and so steady at that quarterback position and lead you guys into the playoffs against the Cowboys. Like I said, another another face of the program right there, Russell Wilson. He knows exactly what what's needed to encourage the team to get it done and you know when it comes down to, to the end of the season and you know we're, we're in a position where we, we need to make something happen to get it done uh, he's the man to get it done he'll find a way he'll maneuver whatever whatever he needs to do he'll, he'll find a way to make sure the team gets empowered to get to get the job done and, and do what they need to do I mean he's, he's done it for the last the last few times they went to the Super Bowl he's helped lead them there 
aside from you know yeah. the great the great uh, players like Cam Chancellor, Marshawn Lynch, and all them. You know they weren't there, but you know he he's still one of the he's still one of the top players to give the Seahawks life and doing what they need to get done. Yeah, and uh, Chris Chris Carson. I mean, he rushed for 122 yards last week against Arizona. I know that's Arizona, but how much is he going to play a factor or the running game is going to play a factor for you guys going into the game against Dallas this weekend? I, I think it'll it'll be a good factor to have. I mean, considering we're going against Dallas's defense, I feel, you know, our running game will be there, but I think a majority of it will, will kind of be more of a throwing game. I think they're really going to try to get more passing yards uh, coming up in this next week. This is a game to watch. Definitely a fifty-fifty rounder. Well, speaking of the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, he threw for three hundred and eighty-seven yards, four passing touchdowns. Wow! Against the New York Giants this past Sunday, how concerned are you with Dak Prescott putting up those type of numbers last Sunday? How how concerned are you for your secondary, your defense, the Seattle Seahawks defense? Uh, a Rock. I think it'll be a challenge for sure, but I'm I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll maneuver our way and get and get through it. But by the halftime, you know, we'll know what, what the play action plan is to get it done and what we need to do. Of course, move the sticks and just, we just got to analyze the Cowboys and have a, a good approach going into it. Oh. Okay, okay. Who, what play, which player for the Dallas Cowboys scares you the most? Amari Cooper or uh, Ezekiel Elliott going into Sunday's game? Elliott is a threat. I mean, of course, you always got to keep an eye on him. You just can't just let him slide around. When he gets going, you know, it's a little bit hard to stop him. And I, I've, I'm worried more on the running. I, I think our defense needs to be a little bit more tighter and make sure they, they close down the gaps and be a lot more quick with the, with the approaches of, of how calls are, are made and how they're analyzing uh, their offense. Mm-hmm. I'm more, All right, well. I'm more worried about uh, more of the receiving. I mean, Dak Prescott, man, with that with what he was throwing with yards, I wouldn't doubt there being a lot of yards being thrown in this next game. Okay. I just thought, uh, man, y'all going into the Lions then. Y'all going to Dallas to play the Cowboys right now with Dak Prescott hitting all cylinders, passing the football. You know Ezekiel Elliott can run the football. Then they got Amari Cooper. It's just it, it it's really a tough ladder to climb. approach and their mindset of how, how they're going to go about this game. I mean, this game right here ultimately will judge who has a chance of maybe getting into the playoffs. And it will be a tough one. It will be a good one to watch. And we'll just see what happens. Yeah, definitely going to be a good one. I mean, everyone's going to be watching. I know my, I'm going to be watching it on Sunday. I know you're going to be watching it, A-Rock. You see, I'll see you. He's probably out there tailgating, huh? We'll see what we got going on. I, I, th- I think in my place, you know, we're keeping it very, you know, um, coming to the house, everyone huddles around one TV, 30 people in a room, you know, <laughs> watching one screen. It, it'll be it'll be action-packed, a lot of things going on, you know, drinks going around, all that stuff, you know. It, it'll be a good <laughs> We'll see what happens. I got you, I got you. Well, it's no need for me to answer. Who's going to win that game for you? I already know you got the Seattle Seahawks winning. What's your prediction on it? Man, are you talking about point-wise? Point-wise, yeah. Ah, this is going to be a tough one. I I, I want to go for probably 32 Seahawks, 28 Cowboys. Okay. Okay. So this one, you get the victory and it's a close victory. You didn't you didn't you didn't predict the blowout, so that's nah. that's good. All right, then. How much time we got before we go to the next break before we move on to the next topic? See Got two minutes. About two minutes. All right, real quick. Uh, before we go, Baker Mayfield threw for 376 against uh, Baltimore, even though they lost 26 to 24. After watching what he's done his rookie year, 
for the Cleveland Browns? Do you feel like he's had some staying power at the quarterback position, or he's a one a one and done type of quarterback? No, he's 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 got potential and he's had potential. It's just you know getting getting around like him, you know, breaking down like how plays should be carried out and being that leader. Really, I mean, he just got to get that the leader the leadership role down a little bit more with the team for them to feel comfortable with him, you know, executing the plays that need to be done. Uh, yeah, definitely. He, he did, a, he did good this year. Not, not, not too well, but you know, uh, for him getting in there with the Browns, you know, um, he's, he's doing good. And I think maybe next year it'll be more of a wide open, like, all right, I know what I went through. Maybe I can improve this, this and that, you know, and get little kinks out and get it done. I'm pretty sure he'll be a better player next year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out next year. I mean, the fact that, they're going to get a new head coach. Hopefully the guy that was the interim coach can stay and, and develop Baker Mayfield. But they had a lot of changes, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I, it was a roller coaster I think the Jew- for them. They did better than last year, that's for sure, instead of going off of that, oh, yeah. that victory win yeah. streak or lose streak. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cleveland was definitely in, a, in, in, in conversations of, of being competitive. That's, that's the first time we heard that in a long time, you know, compared to – when Johnny Menzel was there and and, and that side show. So it's good to see Cleveland starting to earn some respect from other teams, you know, TV stations and stuff like that because that losing streak was horrible. All right, that's the music. A-Rod's telling me he's killing me up, telling me it's time for us to take a break. So let's go ahead and break, come back, talk more NFL football. Next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're out.
Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. On a wet, rainy, cold January the 2nd night, 2019. Happy New Year to everyone out there listening to the show. All right, A-Rod, we're going to jump right on into it, man. We ain't going to wait to segment number four. We're going to wait. We're going to jump right into it with segment number three and talk about the wild card games, playoff games, kicking off this weekend here in Houston where the Texans will play host to the Indianapolis Colts. Round three for both teams, same division. Excited about this game here. The Texans come in at 11-5, playing the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts has been, oh, man, it has been so out, so good the last four or five weeks. Let's, no, let me make sure I get this correct. They won on the winning streak. They lost to the Ravens uh, three weeks ago. But ever since they beat the Texans, they have one, two, three, four. Well, let me take that back. I'm going back. Uh, let's see here. No, I'm actually, I was in the right direction. I'm sorry about that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So they they won nine games to finish up to be able to get into the playoffs at 10 and 6. Second in the AFC South. So they were playing the Texans. Now, here's my concern. I talked about it earlier in segment number one. I have a recap. I'm concerned about the Texans back in the secondary versus T.Y. Hilton and Andrew Luck. Every time T.Y. comes to Houston, he dominates. For whatever reason, the Texans can't slow him down. It's kind of like he's having a homecoming game and everybody else is just watching. Andrew Luck is a strong, big quarterback. And the pocket uh, presence that intimidates me because J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowns would be hard for him to bring him down. consistently throughout the game. So, But on the bright side, the Texans' offense is rolling. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins will be double-teamed. Uh, Deshaun Watson will have to make a lot of plays with his legs and play smart football. And if Lamar Miller gets over 50 rushing yards, the Texans want to win. So uh, I'm predicting the Texans want to find a way to win due to the fact they have the home field advantage due to the fact that their offense has enough playmakers at this stage of the season to make plays, as well as Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. And defensively, they're going to bring enough pressure. Romeo Cornell is going to dial up enough plays to not really confuse Andrew Luck, but disguise their coverages and bring the, the unblocked man to be able to get some pressure on Andrew Luck. So, that being said, final score... I believe it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a defense battle up front. I think it's going to be 24-20, somewhere in that range. I got the Texans beating the Indianapolis Colts. All right, A-Rod, what's your thoughts on that game? Uh, I think the Texans will win, without a doubt. Why do you feel like the Texans are going to win? Yeah, Texans are going to win. It's going to be a tough one for sure. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fight. Um. What you like about the Texans to make you give you the confidence, think they're going to win? 
Uh, offense-wise, I mean, our offense, you guys, you guys have been picking it up. Everything's been good. I, I think a lot of things you can tweak here and there. But going against the Colts' defense, uh, it's, 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 it's a tough one, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, with Andrew Luck being who he is and doing what he's done, who's going to win? Who's going to have a better performance on Saturday in your opinion? Uh, DeAndre, I mean, Deshaun Watson or Andrew Luck? Uh, I like. I think Andrew Luck. Like like you said earlier, it's gonna be like it's almost gonna be sort of like a homecoming game for him. You know, it, it's just gonna be one of those things where people are just fan wise. You know, they just they they see him as a as a face for 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 that day. But I don't know really. I think yeah, it, it's gonna be one of those. It's just gonna be one of those things. Okay. All right. Uh, also with the Texans, uh, I don't know if you watch any of the games this season being out there in Phoenix, but. With the Texas defense front line, who's going to have a better game? The Davion Clowney or uh, JJ Watt? I think JJ Watt, just because at some when it gets towards the end of the seasons for for a lot of the football, for the NFL, he, he just becomes one of those guys you just start talking about. Uh, I think I think he'll have a real good game. It'll be he'll be on top of everything and. You know they they gotta they gotta hold the, the clinch against the Colts. You know if they want to have a chance in the Super Bowl. So we'll see. I think JJ Watt would, will for sure have it'll be a, a good game for him. All right, all right. Up the road, forty-five north, head towards Dallas, about three and a half, four hours from Houston. The Dallas Cowboys will play host to your team, the Seattle Seahawks. We talked about that last segment, but for people that just tuned into the show, let's go ahead and recap this game here. All right, I, I already know who you know. Already know who you think going to win this game. Your team, the Seattle Seahawks. But explain to us why again you feel like you guys are going to be so successful on the road in the wild card playoff, wild card playoff, and upset the Dallas Cowboys at home. Um, you know we we've had a, a, a challenging season. You know, especially with with our getting our line down both on offense and defense. Um. It, it it was it was definitely a roller coaster. Um, I at first you know it was one of those like uh, they probably might not do it, and then now they actually got into the wild card. Uh, I'm really happy and I'm excited. And you know, coming down to the end of the season, this is when you know the Seahawks become a, a bigger threat. You know, they're more focused and more in tune. I think really this is going to be a, a a good game for them. You know, to finally see the Seahawks that will will be. Moving into the 19th season, uh, looking really sharp, you know, from the opening game next season. I yeah, th- I think gonna, Seahawks but, are going to win for sure. Um, that's just me. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, you have every right to say your team's going to win. I, I just, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just thinking it's going to be tough. Uh, if y'all playing in Seattle, well, man, I can see them helping you guys out. Uh, you just got. I, I just think Seattle's gonna need a couple breaks, offensively and defensively. Uh, uh, offensively, they got to execute and be able to hit those third down plays and, and extend those drives and control the clock. Defensively, they got they needed one or two turnovers against the Cowboys, either interception or fumble. Something is gonna something is gonna give y'all that extra spark defensively and that confidence. If, Again, we talked about this off air. Is that Cowboys, especially at that stadium, uh, uh, AT and T Jerry, uh, Jerry World Stadium? It's it's gonna be loud, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of 
pressure on Russell Wilson to try to do it all by himself. He's going to need some, some, it's going to be, it's going to need a team effort, man. It's going to be, it's got to be a team, true team effort in order for you guys to win a complete game on the road against the Cowboys. Well, it's also what can go ahead. I'll see. I agree. I agree 100%. That's also what scares me is that Dak is starting to find his groove. Throwing for four touchdowns against the Giants, over 397 yards. I'm like, man, you know, if if if, if he's going to have an off night in the playoffs, please let it be against Seattle, <laughs> so a Rod team can win. Because <laughs> he's uh, he looked phenomenal last week against the New York Giants. So I think I think uh, it's going to be a competitive game. I don't think uh, it's going to be one sided. I think well, it's the playoffs, right? So even if you're sore, you're tired, or you're injured, at this point, you got to suck it up. Because there's a lot of other teams, there's a lot of other players that wish to be in your position, and you're in the playoffs. So you're only a couple games away from making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out on Sunday. That's why they play the game. I know that's a cliche, and, and, and everybody says, well, any given Sunday, but... It's just going to it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for both teams. I'm gonna go with Cowboys. I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I just I just think they got a better a layout, especially when they're at home. Uh, but I like Russell. I like Russell. I like Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll's okay, but I like Russell Wilson. So <laughs> I think I think I think Dallas gonna pull it off. Now, score wise, all right. What's the score? For some reason, I think this is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a shootout because both teams are similar in style of play. Both teams like the quarterbacks like to run. They can extend the play with their legs. And if you give them enough time, they can find the open man out the field as far as uh, throwing on the run. You know, we've seen so many highlights of Russell Wilson finding a receiver, throwing, him on, throwing on the run, and uh, turning the other way, going one way, crossing the field, running another way, finding the open receiver. Dak does a lot of that too. And then from the standpoint of getting away, you know, from the defenders and keeping his eyes down the field and finding the player before he gets hit. It's just going to see. It's. It's. I'm excited to see how that works out. On oh, Sunday, I got. I would jump it up there. I would say. I don't know I'm reaching here, but I'm gonna say forty two thirty five. I I just feel like somewhere it's gonna it might not be exact forty two thirty five, but I think I think it's gonna be very exciting. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be a shootout. It's gonna be a shootout. Definitely gonna be a shootout in, in Dallas. But the Cowboys are gonna find a way to get it get it done and, and beat Seattle send them home. Oh, you agree that Dallas is gonna win? <laughs> That's nah, what I said. Nah, get out of here with that. Nah yeah, I'm messing with you, man. Uh, I'm best I'm with you, man. It, it is going right. to be a battle for the quarterbacks, you know, this game, uh, 100%. Uh, you know, we're just going to see who's the, who's the better who's the better team, uh, when, when, whoever at the end of it. Yeah, I just – I need some help with the running back position. Maybe Carlson will have another good game, something like that. All right. Two How minutes. much time we have before we take a break? Two minutes. Two minutes. Alright, do you want to roll into the Sunday games or are you going to wait to the next segment kind of talk about them? Uh, well, next segment. Huh? Yeah, we'll do next segment. Alright, alright, cool. 
you want to cut to commercial and come back. Hold on, let me see something real quick before we do that. Looking at, I'm looking at the Cowboys, right? So looking at their schedule from this year, preseason-wise, the Cowboys lost all their preseason games. And from there, they lost their first game in regular season. Then they beat the Giants. So they beat the Giants twice. They swept that series. Then they lost to you guys in week three. So they was like win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Jacksonville, they won. Then they lost, lost. Win, 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 win. <laughs> it's like they had like one of the craziest seasons. The only game they lost in the second half after their bye was against the Colts. At the Colts. But for the most part, they got off to a bad start at preseason. They didn't win one preseason which rolled some of them losing to Carolina Panthers in week one. And it was like, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. And it's like, all right, we know how to lose now. Let's go to win. And they just won, won, won all. <laughs> they won like six games in a row. And it, that helped them get into the playoffs. It's crazy. NFL is unpredictable, man. Every year you don't know how things are going to play out until you see it play out. You like I can't believe it, especially in the NFC East. It all like you can be you can be five and six and make the playoffs in the NFC East. <laughs> I'm just joking, but you know it just feels like you don't have to have a Rams type of year to make the playoffs. Or who's another team that jumped out there and had a lot of wins this season? Uh, uh, the Saints, somebody like that. Like this, you know, in that NFC East division, you can. It could be mediocre in somebody else's division, and you still can win that con- that division and get into the playoffs. So it's just mind-boggling to me. All right, A-Rod, let's go ahead break. When we come back, we're going to go into the Sunday's games, Sunday playoffs games. Next on Outside the Huddle, your host, Lee Mont Williams. the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas on a wet, rainy, second day of the year, cold Wednesday night. All right, A-Rod and I was talking about AFC East of the break. Just talking about how other teams shouldn't even compete when New England Patriots has won that division. I know for a fact for the last ten years. <laughs> so it's like, what? What's even? Why even show up if you if you already know that AFC East is going to be controlled by the New England Patriots? But anyway, all right, we're going to talk about the Sunday playoff wild card games. A Rod, Sunday kicks off with the L.A. Chargers traveling to Baltimore to play the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Ravens has revamped their team. They're looking really good with Lamar Jackson playing quarterback. So, with that being said, A-Rod, give me your thoughts on this game, this matchup between Chargers versus the Ravens. Uh, I I think it's going to be, you know, one of those – gonna be a it's gonna be an all right game it's not gonna be too tough i think the ravens for sure they're gonna they're gonna come through out of nowhere i mean the way they've been playing these last two games oh man i wouldn't be surprised if, if they they hold them they hold them up um, up there in points uh i think yeah it, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be one to watch too but for sure i got the ravens yeah. on winning yeah it's just amazing how uh lamar Ma- uh jackson goes from the last guy drafted, you know, then a rookie comes in there and earned the opportunity to take Joe Flacco's spot. And now that he has his spot, he has the Ravens in the playoffs going into the uh, game on Sunday. And even for years, the Ravens' true identity has been their defense. But now they have a new fresh face at quarterback position and Lamar Jackson, and everybody's so excited about this. I know I am to see the Ravens play against the Chargers. Now, Chargers got guys that we've been talking about for years. Phillip Rivers, uh, Antonio Gates, if he's still playing, if he's healthy. To be honest with you, I've probably seen one or two games this season of the Chargers. I mean, because, uh, you know, give credit to their head coach, first-year head coach. Uh, can't think of his name right now. But he did an outstanding job revamping that team and getting everything turned around, getting this team into the playoffs. They finished up 11-4, and 5-3 and three at home. 
Uh, people still call them San Diego, but they're really in L.A. Uh, you know, it's just, it kind of fell, you know, what happened was they fell by, like, behind the scenes. They fell behind the scenes due to all the success of the Los Angeles Rams this season. And everybody kind of forgot about the second team in L.A. So uh, I'm excited to see the Chargers in there. Philip Rivers, he's a stand-up guy. He's been consistent in that uh, in that uniform for the Chargers for years. It's going to be exciting to see him take on the Ravens. Uh, if I had to make a prediction on this game, whew, it's tough. I feel like it's going to be a little bit. It's going to be a little bit more uh, than the last time they played Week 16. I, I think I, in, in Week 16 they were 22 uh, and 10. Um, the Ravens had 22 with the Chargers having 10. I feel like it's going to be one of those, you know, like uh, what Ravens in the 30s and the Chargers definitely in the 20s, but not that far behind. I feel like it's just going to be, yeah, it's going to be. A, it's not going to be that big of a of, of a blowout, but you know, it's going to be somewhere in there. Yeah, I just. Uh, my my heart says Philip Rivers and Chargers, but I just think it's gonna be too much for Lamar Jackson. It wasn't that long the ago game. they played. I mean, it'll probably be the same thing. You know, the the Ravens will know the same callouts, and you know they've they've already experienced the the, the Chargers. I think they'll they'll be a little bit more on critiquing things that they messed up on in the last in the last game. But I think really it's just gonna be one of those. You know, um, it's gonna be a holding game. It's gonna be one of those. You're right to. Yeah. You have the Ravens winning the game. What's the what's the score for this? Uh, for me, I th- it, it definitely gonna have to be probably like thirty six twenty eight. Thirty six to what? Thirty. Well, well, no, we'll do. I think Chargers will will, will hold them at twenty eight, uh, where the Ravens will beat them with thirty thirty six. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go with the Chargers, man. I'm gonna just be honest with you. For some reason, my gut is just saying the Chargers are gonna pull it out. Philip Rivers is going to have a good day. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, though. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'll say something like 19-16. Field goal is going to win for the Chargers. Okay, okay. Because the Ravens, you. you know, you know, defensively the Ravens are going to bring their A game. But go ahead. No, I feel you. Yeah, I agree. It, it'll be, it, it seems like it'll be something like one of those like low-scoring games, but. I, I I don't know. Come, like last when they last played, it might be just a little bit higher, just because they they know each other's calls, defense, offense, what they worked on, what they didn't work on, what they critiqued, what happened. You know, I, it it'll be. Yeah, it'll be both. We'll see. We'll just have to watch. Yeah, that's why we watch him. That's why we recap the games on the show. Uh, I got the Chargers winning that nineteen sixteen. A Rod got the Ravens winning. You said thirty-six to twenty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just think it's too much for Lamar, Lamar Miller right now. I mean Lamar Miller, Lamar Jackson, to be able to take on that that role and that responsibility as a rookie. Uh, it's one thing to do. Uh, it's one thing to do your thing. In the regular season, it's another it's another animal when it comes to the playoffs. And people just keep saying, "Well, what's the what's the big difference? It's win or go home. That's a big difference. <laughs> it's no it's no I can make up for it the next next Sunday or the next week. It's no I need to produce now because tomorrow's not promised. 
And um, so that's my thing. I, I, I just think uh, I think Chargers won in 1916. A-Rod got, got the Ravens over the Chargers. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it all falls in place. I'm excited to see it as well. Let's go back to what's the other game we're missing. Computer kind of froze up on me there. Let's see here. We got Eagles. All right. Bears, uh, yeah, we got Eagles hosting or Eagles traveling to Chicago, playing on the night game. Well, the afternoon game playing in Chicago. Uh, Philly playing the Eagles playing. Philly Eagles for playing the Chicago Bears. Now, Aaron, who you think will win this game and why? Oh man, you got me on the ropes. This this one's gonna be a, a tough one uh, for both. I I I want to I want to say Bears for sure are gonna win it. Uh, I definitely got the Bears winning. I don't, I don't think it's gonna be as tough as we think. Uh, I think I think the Eagles squeeze and snuck in. It's like a house party, right, or a party. I think everybody was invited that's in there to earn the opportunity. Besides the Philadelphia Eagles, I think. No, don't get me wrong. When I say earned it, like. Don't get me wrong. They went out there and they won fair and square, and they beat the teams. But it didn't feel like it didn't feel like they deserved to be there. That made it, that makes any sense. So, like they got the invite, they showed up. They were like, "All right, it's cool, but you know, you really don't have to be here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I got the Bears one of that because Khalil Mack. What else can I say? <laughs> I mean, how can you go against Khalil Mack in that defense at home? Against the Eagles. Now, there's been times where the Eagles have looked like little birds. They didn't look like Eagles soaring. Now, they are the defending champs, but I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bears, man. They got so many offensive weapons. They look good consistently throughout the season. There's no need for me to back out now. I'm going with the Bears uh, over the Eagles. Yeah, I'm all in on the Bears for sure. Yeah. But you could be What's surprised. You never know. The NFL, the Eagles, you know, this might be one of their games where they actually play good consistently and, you know, <laughs> give everyone look dumbfounded. Um, I yeah. think score-wise, um, it's going to be a fair It's gonna be a fair game, 28-24. Okay. 28-24. I can see something like that. Uh, yeah, I can see something like that. I would have probably said something like 30-28. Uh, the oh, fact yeah. that go ahead. It's gonna be it's gonna be closer than I think it's gonna be like more like a two two to three point spread on it. As far as the the, the points of victory, so again, that's why they play the game, right? And we're gonna sit here and watch it and talk about it next week. I just like I'm just too impressed with the Bears' defense offensively. All you gotta do is manage the game. Don't screw it up and uh, get the victory at home. Chicago's uh, Soldier Field is going to be on fire. It's the first time they had a playoff game in what? In about what? Four or five years? More than that. Seems like. So, you know, they're going to be excited to have playoff back in Chicago. It's going to be cold. So, it's hard for the defending camps to repeat back to the Super Bowl. Unless you're the Patriots. Oh man, if you're the Patriots, I, I don't know. They they somehow get in there. They they've been doing it. They're like the Alabama of NFL right now, you know. As, you know, you know what I mean. But yeah, <laughs> they. I don't know, man. They just do it somehow. But I feel like you know, if something happens and they don't win, they don't get anywhere um, into into the finals. 
It'll be one of those <laughs> stories of Tom Brady's getting ready to retire and stuff like that, yada, 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 the whole reality, yes. Yeah. How much time we have before we break out of the show? Right now. Time to close All right. Now. All right, you mentioned the Alabama Christmas tie, road tie. Who do you think will win that national championship Monday night? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Roll Tide. I think Roll Tide beat Clemson on Monday night. All right, A-Rod. It's time for us to wrap up the show. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show Outside the Huddle with your host, Lee Mont Williams. Until we meet next Wednesday, enjoy your week and have a great weekend. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lee Mont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.